Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So, just want to say a massive thank you again for Riley Period Products for sponsoring the podcast throughout the month of October, and thank you again for Anya for coming on Monday's episode of the podcast. That was the the last one that riley have sponsored and it was absolutely amazing to work with them and i love to have a chat and working with them for the next little while and doing lives and a few other little things so it's great to have irish brands that are kind of almost taking over the world and flying that flag so a massive thank you again so today's podcast episode is a little bit of a kind of like a, a short little ramble i've no idea how long this is going to last i have no notes in front of me i'll see what happens but before i go into today's podcast i just want to announced that the last female fat loss group of 2022 is open at the minute there's about three spaces left i think for 2022 so it starts on the 14th of november and it will bring you up to the last week before kind of christmas and what it involves is a six-week program tailored program with it can be done at home or at in the gym you'll get exercise videos alongside it tailored nutrition tailored calories You'll also get uh, recipe books that are MyFitnessPal friendly. You will also get a Facebook group where you can interact with like-minded people. You will also have weekly Q&As with myself and the group. You don't have to contribute if you don't want to, but you can send in questions and I'll answer those. You also will, will get a better understanding of how to manage your kind of cravings, PMS, get away from that kind of yo-yo dieting mindset and kind of get the results that you're looking for and get away from that perfection mindset that's kind of could be potentially leading you so if you're interested in working with me on a group this is the last one before 2022 and something exciting is happening in 2022 on, on, on another element of things which i'll announce soon enough once i kind of finalize it and sign a few things and what we will do is the price is six weeks for 169 euro so 169 euro so i'll click the link in the show notes if you're interested once again it's 33 spaces so it starts on the 14th you'll get your program the friday before and you can join the group and interact and yeah the the, the people who have joined it so far about 72 percent of those have kind of stayed on for one group or more afterwards does that that's that says a lot about the group and it says a lot about the kind of the changes in mindset so if you're interested click the link into the show notes so it kind of links in well with the kind of like the restrictions that we can put on ourselves with kind of weight loss and this kind of topic is is your weight loss timeline sabotaging your success so a lot of people when they've kind of set out a goal to lose weight the most natural thing to do is to focus on all the energy on achieving that goal but sometimes for some people that focusing all that energy on weight loss can actually sabotage sabotage success so while it's important to kind of set smart goals or can be for some people smart goals mean specific measurable achievable realistic and time bound a lot of people kind of let that kind of time bound factor trip them up setting a goal that ends up limiting themselves and stops the procrastination that, that happens to many people often it's all too easy to put off what you need to do when you haven't set yourself a deadline because you don't feel like it think you've got plenty of time or you let other people's priorities kind of take precedence over yours over your own but on the flip side, focusing too much on your weight loss timeline can cause you to inadvertently sabotage your efforts as well. So why people set a timeline? And it depends on the individual. A lot of people set like a, a weight loss timeline because they think that's what they're supposed to do. The diet industry has led us to believe that it's possible to lose, lose large amounts of 
wait in short amount of time. Furthermore, they often use the idea of looking good for a particular event, summer, Christmas, weddings, that kind of thing, as a way to market products. So it's easy for people to think that having an occasion to lose weight for for them is the go-to. However, this can be and can be for some. This can be a belief, a belief as a form of self entitlement that weight loss should be quick and easy, and you and will end up and could end up setting you up for a failure. The other reason people can set a timeline is to lose weight is because they are worried about being judged by other people. Whether it's going on a summer holiday with friends or going to a wedding, most people are afraid that other people will judge them for looking a certain way. So they decide to go on a diet and lose weight so they can avoid the judgments. And I think that's going to resonate with an awful lot of people. It's looking for that acceptance. An awful lot of people, when they start to lose weight, they get a lot of comments and a lot of praise that they look great. And then when the comments stop, they don't know how to deal with it and that's when a lot of weight loss or weight gain can come back on because the comments have stopped because it makes us feel good it makes us feel validated it's that acceptance chapter because unfortunately there is a kind of like a fat phobia or a stigma to the, towards people who are potentially overweight that and there's been research with medical professionals out there as well that i think it's like it's a really really small percentage i can't remember the exact stat off my head but which isn't very useful for this episode. But what it states is that the next generation of doctors, there's a very, very small percentage that aren't kind of like fatphobic or kind of like discriminatory for, towards people who are who have um, weight issues um, and who are overweight. And it's through no fault of their own, their, their mindsets, their landscapes have been created for them through the media, through loads of different areas and through their environments. And... What can happen is the case for people trying to lose weight or even while they're trying to lose weight or work, even work with the coach, that can also come into things as well because they believe that to be at a certain po- certain t- point by a certain time, they set a timeline to lose weight as a way to protect themselves from being judged or questions by, by their friends, family or colleagues. They believe that they can lose the weight by the time they, they see these people. They'll, fi- they'll, kinda like, they'll avoid awkward conversations and judgments and I think that a lot of people will resonate with that. So why is a timeline problematic? And despite what the industry and the diet industry actually says, there is no specific formula that dictates how long it will take to lose weight. Everyone is different and everyone has different factors that come into play when it comes to weight loss and all of which influence how long it will take to actually lose the weight itself. And these include how many diets you've tried before, how long you've dieted for, how strong your actual mindset is, your relationship with food, your relationship with yourself whether you've been training using a structured weights program or you're a newbie to the gym or you're kind of just focused purely on cardio exercise, how high your kind of stress levels are, what your sleep habits are like, how much alcohol you drink, what your weekends like, how many holidays you go on, you traveling at work, what your relationship with, with kind of like your eating habits are currently like and what other habits influence your life as well. For example, if you've kind of like spent the last 30, 30 years jumping from one diet to the next, you've, you could potentially have a, not an amazing relationship with yourself or not an amazing relationship with food in general. And that can take some time to reverse. If stress or sleep are poor and alcohol are, are evident or you're going out every single weekend, these can also uh, kind of hinder results as well. And habits 
like having a diet mindset can lead to low self-worth, caring what others think or even procrastination can also make things a little bit difficult. And it, it, it really, really is understanding that that it, it, a timeline impacts your results. Uh, setting a timeline for your weight loss creates unrealistic expectations. Like it's often that I hear when I kind of have, like one of the questions on the questionnaire I have on my one-to-one coaching is, what is your time frame? And and then what are you, like how, how committed are you as well is another thing. And sometimes you'll get people that will come in and say, right, I'm 50% committed, but I want results in 12 weeks. And in those 12 weeks, they potentially want 10 kg as an example. Now, that's an unrealistic expectation. That's an unfair example. That's expectations are way off from the individual, but it's also putting unfair pressure on that individual self plus putting unfair pressure on the coach. And so it's important to understand that if the expectations are way off, like a prime example would be of an expectation way off would be that the scales is going to go down every single day. And that's where a lot of people can falter with their mindset, that all or nothing mindset. That if it doesn't go down every single day, but it's not even the scales, that's the issue. It's how they, what they, what that issue with the scales means. And that can be taught. Like if you're taught in slimming clubs that you're like a bad person or they tut tut when you're, when you're up on weight, you're going to associate that as being a bad person. You're not a bad person. It's normal for the scales to go up. It's normal that scales and hormones and water and all these different things are going to impact those with menstrual cycles on, on a monthly basis. And it can lead to unrealistic expectations. This leads to stress. This leads to worrying about whether you're not matching up to what you expect it to be. And when you're stressed, you make decisions based on your emotions. This often leads to restricting your food, exercising more, or even mixing and matching different aspects of different programs, hoping for a result. And all in all, this leads to you to sabotage your efforts and sending you backwards. You may be 80 to 90% of the way to achieving your goal, but panicking and looking for that next quick fix or relying on dieting behaviors can actually undo all that work that you've already done, leaving you in a worse state. But what happens when you focus on your on, on your timeline? So unfortunately, like in relation to kind of achieving kind of real permanent weight loss, you need to work on changing your habits, the thoughts, the mindset, the behaviors that have led you to become or lead you to where you're at right now. And unless you change these, all the dieting world, all the dieting in the world will never change that situation. Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. If you haven't, and I'll, I'll always say it is, you ha- if you haven't adjusted your mindset, dieting is probably not going to work. Because the mindset around food, the mindset around yourself, the mindset around exercise, the mindset around things in general are where most people forget and they never adjust that. And that's where things can kind of get a little bit tricky. And one of the other things that I've spoken an awful lot about is that and most one of the most common mistakes and biggest mistakes is when people set out a weight loss goal is they only focus on their outcome and dismiss the importance of working on their actual habits. And this causes them to engage in behaviors that are not only slow their progress, but derail it and send them backwards. So let's look at an example of what happens when someone focuses on their timeline. Okay, so so Emerson has just announced 
uh, his engagement and plans to get married in six months. And while Emma is really excited for him, she feels slightly panicked at the thought of, go- of what she's going to actually wear. She decides to work with a coach to lose weight so she can look great in the day. Emma sets herself a goal to lose 30 kg before the wedding. So 30 kg in six months. So 3-0 kg in six months. She knows it might be a stretch, but she's determined to do whatever it takes to lose that weight. She shares this goal with her coach, explains that her goal may be unrealistic as it equates to more than 1 kg per week, which is 2.2 pounds. The coach then explains the scales doesn't always tell the whole story and that sometimes significant body changes doesn't, uh, doesn't always equate to a large drop in the scale. They put a plan in place where Emma can focus on training the right way, eating the foods that mostly nourish her, her body, and she can change her body shape, improving her her um, relationship with food and build a body that will function correctly and help her look and feel the best way she can. And Emma is surprised by this approach, is willing to give it a go, a little bit scared, uh, given that she's never really experienced success on uh, after having gone on many diets that she's gone on in her life. After the first month, Emma knows that she feels more energetic, sleeps better, and her clothes are beginning to feel better. She's motivated to keep going as more determined than ever to reach her goal of 30 kg. After the second month, Emma has dropped a dress size and is feeling amazing. Her skin is clearer, she doesn't crave sweet foods like she used to, and she no longer struggles to get up in the morning to get training. Emma is convinced that she's found the right weight loss program for her and that she will reduce, reduce, uh, reduce excuse me, she'll reach her goal for the wedding. And then after the third month, Emma notices that her weight loss has stalled. And this is where an awful lot of people can get frustrated with the process, coach themselves in general, and blame and shame kind of come in. So her coach tells her that it's a normal part of the process and her body is just adjusting to its new normal. And if she just keeps going, her results will come. However, Emma begins to panic because she feels that she doesn't have time to wait for her results to come. She needs them to happen in the next three months. Emma feels extremely stressed that her body isn't changing as much as she'd like to, especially when she's noticing that other people who are training around her or with her seem to be losing weight. Emma decides to add in some extra cardio sessions or exercise sessions in order to kickstart her weight loss again. After two weeks, her weight hasn't changed. So she decides to replace some of her weight loss meals with meal replacement shakes. She doesn't tell her coach because she doesn't want to get her into trouble. Besides, she's convinced that the extra exercise combined with the reduction in calories will make all the difference. Then after another two weeks, Emma is shocked to notice that her weight has actually increased. She can't understand why. And she's been so careful with her food. Um, and with just about two months to go, Emma decides to try intermittent fasting as a way to budge her weight. However, after just five days, Emma ends up having a massive overeating episode on, on loads of food. She's very upset with nothing for, for her. She's very upset about things and very upset for herself for not having the willpower to stick with it. That she confronts herself by drinking an entire bottle of wine that night. The next morning she weighs herself only to find out she's gained even more weight. Now, that example there is an example of, I've changed the name of the client. That's an example of a client that I've worked with. I've changed the name, I've changed a few scenarios, but it's generally, give or take, it's the same. And I've asked that client who it is for permission to tell that story beforehand. And they're like, 100%. They're like, this story needs to be told because they've had the same conversations with their friends. So in that example, Emma has set uh, set on achieving the unrealistic goal of 30 kg in six months. And then she begins a process that ends up snowballing from one bad decision to another. 
in that example you can see that when emma is set on, on achieving the unrealistic goal of losing 30 kg in six months she begins a process that ends up snowballing from one bad decision to another so the consequences of focusing actually on your timeline itself it's focusing on the scales and kind of we're going, going to go through this like a case study so emma's first problem is that she's only focused on the scales while her coach me explained that scales aren't the only gauge of weight or success emma continued to focus on them because that's all she knows it's all she's ever been told she's never been taught she's been told and while she noticed some invisible signs of success like sleeping better and having more energy she didn't take time to celebrate them if she had she would have been able to see that she was making progress even if it wasn't the physical process she progress she was hoping for this would have increased the likelihood of sticking to her plan and this is where I bring in a thing called non-scale victories with clients. Are you feeling better in your clothes, more energy? Are you more confident, better libido, thyroid functioning better, your cholesterol is better, your mood is better, relationship with food is better, performing better in the gym, clothes are feeling better, all these different things. Another thing that could be happening is Emma's not really focusing on habits. While Emma was busy focusing on losing a certain amount of weight for the wedding, she spent no time at all working on her actual habits. This meant that all her habits, such as comparing herself to others, engaging in dieting behavior, and using food or alcohol to comfort her, took over at crucial times of her weight loss journey, which ended in in kind of a an overeating or a, a little bit of a spiral. So through frustration, kind of old coping mechanisms kind of kept back came back in, and the expectations were the issue. So increased stress levels as well. Emma's destination or determination, shall I say, to reach a particular goal, increase her stress levels and cause her to panic. And this kind of increased stress made it more difficult to lose weight. And that could be through levels of adherence that kind of some people get a little bit more stressed when they or when they get more, more stressed, they eat more. And then some people will eat less. And in this case, Emma was when she was feeling stressed, she began to start to panic didn't have the tools in her arsenal uh, when she or didn't want to be listen didn't want to um talk went inwards didn't want to kind of talk about anything and kind of went a different route and decided to use a completely different tactic that's never worked for her before and went down a rabbit hole that way i didn't want to talk at all so it's easy and missed one or two check-ins so it's easy for someone when they are potentially not getting the results they're looking for to kind of go into a more withdrawn state and to kind of stop doing the stuff that works, the habits, the check-ins when things aren't going well. And generally, if things aren't going well or things have stalled or measurements or whatever it may be haven't gone down or progress pictures haven't changed or scales haven't gone down, there's generally a, a reason for it. There could be a few things that are kind of going on. And then with Emma as well, there was emotional decision making at state at a play as well. And it's never it's rarely a good idea, as we always end up doing silly things that will take us further away from our goals. In this case, Emma decided to fall back on old past dieting mentality and behaviors, even though she knew that diets had never worked for her in the past. This increased stress probably compromised her uh, ability to kind of get to her goal and then fell into a trap of comparing herself with others. Emma became disheartened because she began comparing herself to other people who are potentially seeing these kind of wins and people sharing their wins or whatever it may be and appeared to get disheartened. And stress levels went up, more emotional upheaval 
and led her to look for solutions outside of the actual coaching. And generally, there's always a reason for kind of like a stall or a plateau. Generally, it comes down to are you being consistent or adherent? And they would be the two things I would kind of look at. And went for Emma went for meal shakes. Emma went for days of fasting. Everything other than doing what had been working for them. Mixing and changing programs that had they tried previously with other coaches, dipping in and out of it, looking for new programs, not recording any data, not doing check-ins, avoiding conversations or avoiding accountability, missing out on the opportunity to change habits as well. Emma was so focused on losing weight that she didn't take time to work on her habits. That has led her to over, to kind of getting to the place she started off from. And one of these habits is jumping from one diet to another. If she had focused on staying the course between being accountable, she wouldn't have she may not have ended up doing other diets that potentially hadn't worked in the past and ended up kind of going closer to back to square one. And it's it's important to note that comparing had a massive issue as well. If we looked at what comparing actually did for Emma and what it was actually driving for her, and we looked at what Emma's starting point was and said, look, was Mary at the same starting point? And she was like, no, she was. She started after Emma as well. And she, yeah, it's just a lot of, a lot of different variables kind of came in. And it's, it's sometimes it can be getting into that whole aspect of comparing someone's like down two pounds. It kind of reminds me of when, when I talk to clients about kind of, slimming clubs and kind of like someone's down two pounds this week and I'm only down one pound and it's still down one pound people forget that it's still down and it's kind of like when people kind of start comparing jobs or comparing status or comparing things it's the exact same thing and it, it it's one of the big things that we kind of worked out on with them was kind of looking back and saying right we kind of the all or nothing mindset was driving things and it became so focus driven on the result rather than looking at the habits and it was about we really had to understand that and it's important to let go of the end result in order to succeed and that may sound weird because we always want we want to have a goal we want to have a target in the in at the end having a goal is important but because because without one you don't know what you're aiming for and you won't know where you're going but as emma found out focusing only on her goal on her weight loss timeline meant that she wasn't focusing on the things that would give her the biggest changes of shape of all her habits so the reality is everyone is very different and how they kind of there is no magic formula or a specific amount of time that will take you to lose weight and keep it off when you learn to let go of the weight loss time and you're about you're able to spend more time focusing on the daily actions that will help you to your goal so looking at it from a point of view of focus on the daily processes that will get you to your goal, you'll be less likely to become overwhelmed, you'll be less likely to become stressed, you'll be less likely to get panicked about your results, you'll be less likely to rely on the scales because it's going to change up and down, expecting it not to change up and down is where a lot of people get kind of bogged down. By focusing on the journey to lose weight, you're freeing yourself up to learn valuable lessons that you need to learn along the way in order for your weight loss to be permanent. Because you actually find fulfillment and enjoyment along the way uh instead of kind of gritting your teeth depriving yourself of food you enjoy and you're actually happy when you achieve your goals we know now that the diet industry 
uh, encourage you to focus on losing a set of amount to be happy. It promotes often unrealistic expectations on yourself. If you have a strong dieting history or history of dieting, should I say, this can be difficult to overcome. And I can help on that. And it's important that we break that down. And what we worked with Emma and after we had kind of regular kind of we're having the regular check-ins and we kind of I asked Emma to kind of review it and kind of say what would you do differently so we kind of after like was bang on for eight weeks and then kind of like four weeks lost away a little bit and we kind of had a call after that and we kind of went through it a little bit it's like right what was working for you on a daily basis what do we need to bring that back in and what didn't work for you so we have that in black and white for her written out on a piece of paper that she can go back to and then we got we got Emma back to, we didn't get her to 30 kg in six months. We definitely did not do that. We got her to a state of play where cholesterol went down. We got her to a state of play that she was able to fit into a dress and almost and had to be taken in in order to get to her goal. We were still having chocolate every single day. We were understanding that we needed food before we started training. We understood that what we were actually trying to do was right, what do I need for eat? We broke it down to into more into four week cycles uh, and 12 week cycles, should I say. So for every, so in those 12 weeks, we kind of broke it down and said, right, what's coming up in those 12 weeks? Trip away here. I've got the hen here, or sorry, the stag here and the hen here. And then we've got the, um, we've got another night out there. So we knew that kind of like three or four out of the weekends out of, t- out of the next kind of 12 weeks were going to be kind of like a little bit away from what we what we ideally wanted to be. So we said, right, let's focus on the eight weeks, or eight weekends that we can nail. Let's get them bang on. Right, what do we need to do? So we've got three sessions a week, 12 weeks. So we're going to get 36 sessions in in your 12 weeks. That's pretty easy to do when you break it down like that. Exactly. So if we, and one of the things that we need the stress or deadline coming up at work. So we kind of said to ourselves, what can we do around that time? She's like, well, I can go for my daily walks. I was like, okay, Grant, we're going for those. So Emma, as an extra bit of accountability, set in and sent me a text every time she was on her walk and saying, right, got this done, nailed. And she also brought in an accountability buddy, as I call them. I got one of her, I got one of her sisters involved to kind of go on the walks with herself because the sister was going to the wedding as well. She's leading by example. And then her daughter was, who's also going to the wedding, uh, got, got involved as well. So there's three of them kind of on a similar journey of kind of focusing on what they need to do in a process. Like when people say that they can't lose weight or it's my metabolism or it's X, Y, and Z reason, it's rarely not. It's the expectations and impatience that kind of kick in for an awful lot of people having the expectation to lose a silly amount of weight 30 kg is a lot of weight it's a lot of weight in six months it's quite a lot and setting yourself on a stall and focusing all right what do i need to do for it to lose my first pound okay so i've lost my first pound what did i do there that worked well i'm going to repeat that process but it's also coming coming at it from a point of view of taking measurements at the beginning, taking measurements every couple of weeks or every week, whatever you want to do, taking progress pictures, looking at where your strength is and focusing on non-scale victories. If we're only going to be, you're only sabotaging your progress by only focusing on the weighing scales. The weighing scales is a piece of plastic. It really is. It really is just a piece of plastic on the floor and the numbers mean nothing. It's what you make the numbers mean or what have been taught to you. 
and focusing on this kind of like a timeline that unrealistic that you've set to yourself give yourself a fighting chance it's almost kind of like entering into a fight and saying that you know you must have to you must if you set an unrealistic expectation you are almost fighting with one hand behind your back against Mike Tyson or whatever it may be you're setting an unrealistic expectation yourself and expecting to fight you barely had a chance anyway against someone in that in of that ilk of a fighter anyway but to give yourself a fair chance you need to set a pretty decent level of expectation and look what uh, what you need to do and focus on the process daily tell me where you'll tell me what you'll do daily and i'll tell you where you'll be in six months or a year but if you say to me that you're just gonna write i need to lose 12 kg i was like why where's that going to come from what what's that going to change well i was happier when i was like okay well what did you do the last time you were there i restricted so were you happier then no so making sure that when you are starting a weight loss journey it's important to have a goal i would set a goal of maybe a kind of outfit size or i would set a goal as an outfit or a realistic weight loss goal but i'm always kind of skeptical about setting someone a weight loss goal of like 5kg or whatever maybe look at what you need to do for your first pound repeat that over time so hopefully that episode has helped if you have if you've enjoyed that episode or you found it useful pop me a dm if you want to work with me on in the the female fat loss program which starts on the 14th of november pop me a message and if you want to work me on a one-to-one basis which is 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 um the pride and joy of what i do i love working with my one-to-one clients i really do and if you're interested in that pop me a message or click on the link in the bio so hopefully you've enjoyed this episode i really do and i will talk to you soon